It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Block Talk Radio. Yo, good morning, good morning. We have no intro today. No intro. We're going right we're going right into it. And we've got a good switchboard of people here. Uh if you want to see my pretty face, I am actually on Facebook Live. I'm gonna try it again today. Last week I tried it uh without Keith's help and got very distracted and had to turn it off. So uh I'm on the Facebook Live now. Keith, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm wondering, can the people on Facebook Live actually hear me or not? You know, that's a good thing. I don't I do not think that they probably can hear you because we're not dialed in. Okay. So well, hey, that, Facebook Live's going to hear half the conversation. That's okay. Well, that's kind of stupid, huh? huh. All right. Well, hey, friend. listen. All right. Well, hey, listen. I tell you what. Let's. Uh, I'll just kill it. All right. Bye. No more Facebook Live. I could come sit next to you. Nah, it's okay. I'm all set with that. I'm all set people, with that. People on Facebook Live are like, "What just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I've tried Facebook Live a bunch of different times, and for some stupid reason, I never can make it work. I just, I never can make it work. I don't, I don't know what it is, man. But uh, I either get distracted or an audio or I have a tech issue or something like that. I don't know. I don't mm. know. All right, buddy, you got the you got the microphone on your zipper scenario going on today, man. No, I didn't. Do I? Yes, you – well, I wouldn't uh-huh. say it wasn't true. All, all right, right, so, all right. so that should so, fix it. So, okay, so so um, we're in the same office here. It's cold outside. Uh, so <laughs> if you hear a little bit of a double talk, that's why. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, that I had a pretty rough week last week for a variety of reasons. Um a couple people uh, locally, you know, wanted to find some greener grass. Uh, that's fine. Um, you know, I think, as I put in a Facebook group, and I think that, you know, two things. Number one, I think that, uh, you know, sometimes change is good. I think sometimes for some people change is necessary. <clears throat> you know, the shelf life for a baseball manager is three or four years, uh, you know, five years, six years, but very few managers, coaches, folks like that, you know, um, Stay on the stay on the uh, you know on the team for for an extended period of time. Uh, I got a cough here. Hang on one second. Yeah, well that's you know I love that post in the Facebook group. You know the grass is the grass is not greener where where you go. The grass is greener greenest where you water it. I love that yeah. quote. I've been heard that for a long time. It's one of my favorite favorite things because it's true. It's absolutely, there's a lot of fact behind it. Well, so you know I think but you water your own grass and sometimes. Um, don't get distracted. Uh, you know, so, I know, man, because I got my text up. So I'm totally bugged right now. Okay, so we, uh, we you know, they, they go to greener grass, and they, and they really the, the only grass you should be watering is yours. And it doesn't really matter what kind of hose you use or rake you use or whatever the case is. You have to better yourself. So number one is, you know, sometimes change is good. Number two is, you know, we'll never stop somebody from bettering themselves. I learned that from one of my managers and, and you know, should – uh, people try to, you know, or want to move on or come back, or we've had people leave and come back. We've had people come back and leave and, you know, that sort of thing. And, and you know, it's all about, you know, being a, a decent human being, which, you know, you have to be in all facets. You can't just be when the going's good. You know, you got to be when the going's bad too, right? Yeah, so it's part of the business. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you never can stop buddy from better themselves. But I wrote down, there's a, a, a post on the lighter side of real estate, uh, which basically says the number one reasons why agents fail uh, and blank, right? The number one reasons why agents fail is 
Now there's 334 comments. There's 116 uh, likes or uh, likes or um, face ups or whatever, and there's 32 shares. Now that's a pretty hot topic. Now I can tell you sitting here that I've read through the majority of these, not all 300 of them, but you know, because some of them are smart aleck, you know, some of them are just you know bullshit comments. But I think some of them, you know, are really important. And I, and the one that I that out of the 300, two that I really like. But the first one is. They don't have a – and this is why uh, people, you know, leave the business or fail. They don't have a secondary means of financial support while they get their business off the ground, right? That's huge. So, well, that's right, but that plays right into our business model. That plays right into who we're looking for, you know, who the, what the RRG business model is, mm-hmm. right? It, and our it business absolutely model, does. And our business model is to recruit, train, and retain new – or, you know, relaunching real estate agents, meeting them, you know, where they are, and to help them get to where they want to go. That's what we're all about. We're, we don't hire hot shots and heroes. If they get to a very high level, they, they typically need, you know, a little bit more than, than we can sometimes give them at a very, very, very high level or think that grass is greener and they think that they can do better with a different flag on their business card. And that's cool. But I think that, you know, not having a secondary mean of income is is a lot of the reason why people, you know, kind of fizzle out, right? So, I absolutely believe that. I see that you see that in a lot of different ways. You know, people are like, oh no, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. But uh, like, you know, Evan, I think you're in a different scenario than me. Even uh, I do. My family does rely on what we do here at RRG, uh, but I carry my insurance from my wife. And we have that secondary support there where I know you pay an astronomical fee for your insurance that you personally have to go out in the marketplace and buy where we get it from Jen's, Jen's work. And, uh, and that's one of the major things that, she, that we grab from her work right now is that insurance. You know? right. and so, yeah, that secondary source there that helps us. Um, I think that having that is important. Absolutely. Yeah. But, if you, but, if you don't, but if you don't have it, you, know, you, you, you panic and you push yes. and you dig and you, stop, and you stop treating people like people. And, and you know, that's Start chasing their the dollar. Yeah, you start chasing a dollar. So that's so um, true. That's so valid right there is that uh is you start chasing you don't start you stop just selling real estate, you stop doing real estate and you start worrying about oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Oh my god, what am I going to do? Like you know, what if they don't what if they do? What if they they do less than I think that they should? Yeah, you start to worry and and it starts to create uh, what you think the word you used a minute ago is panic and that's true. It starts to create that a whole different type of agent than, than the agent that can be successful. It starts to make them actually not, my opinion, not successful. It starts to interfere with, with your success. It starts to interfere with what it's going to take to succeed. Right. Right. So I'm actually getting a couple of texts here that says the call is full. So uh, I'm not really sure. That's never really happened before. So uh, I guess we'll just keep going on and we'll record it and we'll post it uh, for those who want to listen to later. But um, I'm not really sure why that's happening. But if you, uh, if you hear later, I apologize in advance why the call is full. It must be a popular topic today. Um, never had that, so I guess that's kind of that's a good problem, right? <laughs> a lot of people, there's a bad yeah, problem right? if we're shutting people out. So, um, all right. So, so I think the, the first reason, like like we said, is they don't have that that secondary means of income, right? The other thing is unrealistic expectations, right, or lack of proper training. Now, unrealistic expectations is definitely true. Right, you you know when you start real estate, you're not going to make money in the first thirty, sixty, ninety days unless you just either bring something with you, 
or have a couple, you know, leads and hot leads in your bag or hot opportunities in your bag, so to speak. Um, or you just, you know, you get incredibly lucky or you, you know, you know, you, you just catch lightning in a ball. There are many agents who come in here and bang the phones, bang the email, bang the streets and don't, and still don't kind of come up with something in that short period of time. So their, their realistic expectations or unrealistic expectations are that they're going to try to, you know, to make something happen in a short period of time, which the real estate cycle itself is 60 days, right? So even if we had an agent yeah. coming here today to buy something, there's still 45 days out from your closing, especially with the holiday coming up, holidays coming up, right? So spot so on. Very, yeah, so very very difficult to do that. And then, of course, lack of proper training. Well, I'd leave that up to you, Keith. What, what, what defines proper training, right? Huh. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah. There, cause, you know, it's, it's actually different for everybody because every single person, including everybody on this roster, has a different plan for what they want. So the training is different for, for Agent 1 than it is for Agent 2 than it is for Agent 3 and so on and so forth. And so proper training, uh, I, I, actually, I actually don't even like the term proper training. I think it's, um, it's not proper training. It's not a lack of proper training, but it's a lack of, of proper focus on the one thing or two things that you're trying to do. There you go. You know? There you go. What, well said. So let, let's go back to the sports analogy, which is why really sports exists, right? If you come up as a second baseman with the Red Sox, they train you how to be a better second baseman. Exactly. If you're, if you're a left fielder, they train you how to be a left fielder, right? So you can't walk into an office and say, okay, teach me what to do. Well, if you can't catch a fly ball off the monster, you're not going to be able to cold call for sale by owners. If you can't, you know, turn a double play, you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, I don't even know. You know, mail expires, write a letter. I don't even know. Whatever it is, right? Yeah. Whatever the whatever the coaching in particular training is. Um, so I think that the proper training all really goes to, to again, our business model is to say, what do you want to do? Like, are you a second baseman? Are you a right fielder? Are you a pitcher? Are you a catcher? Or are you a hockey player, right? Or are you a, or are you a football <laughs> yeah. player? You don't have to be – I mean, you know, you, you, you know, I may say, you know, I may say blue and you may say purple, right? So proper training is difficult. Right, because yeah, you have to figure no out. Real you proper to, training is really no. There's focus. no real proper training. The the only proper training that that I would define is is your broker there for you when you need them. Now, of course, everybody's got lives, and we're not on call twenty four seven. But you know, is, is there a support structure? And I'm not talking about a mentor, right? Mentorship is garbage. Agents want to help other agents, but only to a certain degree, because other agents are in their same territory, and we're all competing for the same dollar. And time I'm helping you is time away from helping myself, right? Not so, used per se, but agent to agent, yes. Yeah, agent to agent, right, right. So, um, you know, I think that that's, that's kind of no one. And the third one here is, is thinking the office they work for is the reason they aren't listing or selling instead of the real problem, which is themselves. Right? Um, now, I, you know, I give you the scripts and dialogues. It, it's up to you to, to twist those into your own verbiage. I give you the play-by-play. These are the 12 different ways to, to earn money in real estate. Which one of, or, or let's just say nine. There's nine baseball players. There's 11 football players. There's six hockey players with a goalie, right? There's five NBA starters, basketball stars. Which one of those positions do you want to play? And of that position, this is how you should, this is how you train, right? An offensive lineman trains differently than a running back. So mm-hmm. you have to figure out what's the best way to do that, Right. And, and, you know, sometimes, like I said at the top of the call, sometimes change is good, right? You take people who, who you know, like I don't even know. You take a running back who signs with X team that goes to the other X team and he, and he, you know, gets 200 yards the next week, right? Sometimes change is good. doesn't mean that it's going to substantiate change, right? doesn't mean I if you have a that. list. Yeah. 
it doesn't mean if you have a listing and we let you take the listing with you and you go to another office and you put another sign on the ground that you're automatically going to sell the listing, right? No, that just doesn't make that true. doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Now, if you sell it, it's not because you put a different sign in the yard. You know, it's because the time and the days on market have culminated to the point where now someone found you, right? So, so yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you're on track here. I said, I, you know, running away from from you know a particular boss or employer or or business model or something. The business model is is you, right? You dictate how you want to how you want to buy and sell real estate. Evan and Keith don't tell you how to buy and sell real estate. You say, Evan, I want to do this, I want to do that, and we say, okay, great. What can we do to help you? We don't, you know, we may we may say, well, hey, I, you know, I'd like you to do it this way. It's better to do it this way, but that's because we've got a proven track record of making it work. Experience. We've got, we've got agents on this team that have made it have made that scenario work, yeah. right? So that that's why we're we're kind of you know aggressive on our training and our way is the right way because we've got tangible results. And if you're coming to us as a new or, re, or you know re-energized real estate agent, you probably yeah. haven't had success in the past yet, or it's been a minute since you've had success and you want to have the success. Yeah. My mom always said, Keith, you can learn from your own mistakes or you can watch the other people who failed and just don't do what they did. You can do the right thing. Well, that, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. You know, that's what I'm talking about. You know, personally, I came in not expecting the overhead of the board dues, the MLS fees, the tech fees to be so high. You really have to have a good amount of money saved and coming into the business before you take on the real estate plunge. Now, that's only true if you don't have another job, if you don't have another source of income, right? So let's talk about the full-time versus part-time. Let's just hit this real quick, all right? Okay. Full-time and part-time is based on what? Production and information. Production, Production and knowledge of the business, right? You can yeah. act as if, right? You could say I've been a real estate agent for 15 years. Doesn't mean you sold anything. There are some agents on this team who have been a real estate agent for 15 years, and they haven't sold anything. But you say I've been in real estate for 15 years, right? So, uh, you know, my kind of my kind of point is two things. Number one, we don't bog you down with that with those fees, right? We have a lot of people who come in and they say, I don't want to pay a bunch of money, I don't want to join the board dues, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that, and then they end up, you know, moving along some somewhere, and they end up paying all those fees anyway, right? <laughs> so it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, you know. Um, you know, board dues, MLS fees, MLS fees, it's a membership. You have to pay for that. And tech fees, I mean, who charges for tech fees? What what tech are they charging for? And why are you paying it? And why would you pay it, right? What you need is the brokerage that's going to give you the products and give you the springboard to get you where you want to go, which surprises me, not that this is a recruiting cold call, it's not, but it surprises me on the amount of tools that we have and we sign up for DRA that 95% of the group have no earthly idea about. Right, they don't don't jump on the ACE webinars. They don't jump on the Monday coaching calls. They don't, you know, jump into the YouTube channels that we have. They don't look at our trainings and our coachings. They don't come in and ask for help. And then they tell me, well, you know, I'm going to go get help over here. Right, you weren't you weren't there for me. Yeah, right, I think that's because people. I think that the temptation to take the easy road is always there, and I think that's what people do, Evan. That I. Well, what know, is I think the easy that, road? What is the easy road? Define the, the easy road for me. Uh, the easy road for is is is. <sighs> The easy road requires no discipline. The easy road says, oh, they're just going to – they believe. I think that's a belief because I don't believe the easy road is a true path. I believe that the easy road is a belief that things are just going to happen for you regardless of the action that you take or do not take. And that's the problem is people don't take action. They expect people to fight or they take very limited action, which basically limits themselves. And therefore, they think that in that limited input, they're going to get a massive output, and that's just not true which is why I believe they, that people and agents – Say that again. 
I don't know if I can repeat it the, the same, but limited, you know, out, limited out, limited input. Let people, push in. yeah, people put in limited input, and they believe they're going to get a massive output. And I do not believe that that's a, a true path. I believe that that's a false thing that people have, for lack of a better word, tricked themselves into believing. And I think that, that you know that's what the easy road illusion is: is that oh, I can do a little bit of work today. I'll put a little. I'll make you know ten calls today, and they don't have a consistent path of which they're going to take so they do a very limited input and the output isn't there the output is not or or they see a quick result and they think that that's how it's going to be forever and that's just not the case the easy road is is like a mirage as you're going through the desert it doesn't exist the easy road is not real it's not a true path and okay I, and I here, i'll that, tell you i'll tell you what the, i'll tell you what the easy road is okay the easy road is putting your fish in the facebook line Right, getting a fish on the on the hook to come into your follow boss. You send them a how you doing, and they say, "Yeah, I want to buy today. Let's go." Right, that's the easy road. Right, yeah. It's actually the, the the yellow brick road because there is no such thing. Yeah. Right, there is no such thing. I've personally talked, and and these are you know these handling today's consumers about real life events that we do. I've personally talked with three sellers in the last week. Three, all three of those sellers said the spring. All three of them. Now, we're, I'm locked down and, and absolutely going to get that business based on, and they're absolute referrals. One's from a very awesome source that I got on the weekend. They happened to call me yesterday afternoon, you know, and, and she says, listen, I got a place in South Carolina. My, my place is so fancy, they're using it as the model home. So I can't, I can't even move till then, right? Okay. Now, some people would say, oh, gee, she's not serious or whatever, whatever. And I'd tell you, horse shit. You know, now, if I don't send her a card and I don't keep in touch with her and I don't you know, bang the drum between now and February, March, she will list with somebody else. She, she'll forget right? you. Yeah, the key is to keep yourself in front of people. Reg- regard- regardless regardless if, if she called me or not, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's the key. So, you know, the right now people are not – they're not really there. And you're going to hear that. And then next week we'll talk about, you know, the, the I want to wait till spring conversation because that's what everybody's going to tell you and that's what they're telling me. So I know how it goes just like you know how it goes. But we got to work kind of through that. And I told, and I had some very good rebuttals uh, with this this particular seller. It's a it's a conversation for another time. But you know, she asked about you know pricing and comps and things like that, and and was and was uh, circling back on a particular comp that we sold within the last month or so. And I said, well, you can't let that comp go stale, or we can't use it. So if you want it, if you want to base your house on that comp, we better get to it because that you know that comp turns five six months old. The appraiser's going to look for other stuff, and you're going to be and you're going to be SOL. You know, so. She took that to heart, and, and we'll see what happens. But at the end of the day, she can only do so much because her house is the model house down wherever she's going. So, yeah, um, I, I really think, you know, just kind of to wrap it up here, and, I'm, I'm, again, I'm very sorry that I've gotten literally five texts and emails that they can't get on the call for some reason. So um, I, I want to, uh, you know, say, listen, you got to take care of yourself the best way you possibly can, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, changing your business cards all of a sudden is going to make, you know, real estate hop for you. You know, going from – you know, a Nissan to a Honda doesn't necessarily mean that your drive to work is going to be better, right? It's a it's the same tool, right? And and of those same tools, you know, you're still gonna you still have to drive it. You still have to put the same gas in it. You still have to put the same amount of effort in. It. You're gonna to listen to the same radio station, right? You're gonna you're gonna do everything the same, except you might feel a little little better being in a new car. At the end of the day, you still gotta walk the streets. And what I and what I'll tell you, and I've told Keith this many many times. People don't give a shit where you work. People buy, people buy from Evan because Evan's Evan. People buy from Keith because Keith's Keith. It's not because they work at ERA. It's not because they work at anywhere else. 
It's because they, they buy and they trust from you. Yeah. Right. So you have to ask yourself, what do I expect yeah. from my broker? Right. And what does my broker expect from me? And what's the best way to make this situation naturally work? And, you know, if you were selling Comcast, you wouldn't hop over to Verizon because they got the deal of the month, right? You wouldn't change your health insurance. You wouldn't change your business cards. You wouldn't do that. So what makes real estate different, right? Why? Because you're a quote-unquote independent contractor? Okay. So what? So go get a new business card. doesn't necessarily mean that your real estate life is going to turn into gold, right? Totally believe that. I think the thing that makes your real estate life turn into gold is focus and discipline. Do those things and you will win. Yeah. And come ask for some help, right? Come ask for some help. Set up a time. All right, guys. Preach is over. Hope this uh, helps a little bit. Give me a call. Be around all day. Keep you around all day. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Handling Today's Consumers in Real Estate with your host, Evan Russell. To listen to a previous episode of our HTC podcast, you can visit evanlive.com or find him in the iTunes Music Store. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.